Welcome to the, the, I guess, New York Giants um, preview, San Francisco review uh, episode of Reporting is Eligible. I'm Paul Noonan. I'm a little bit sick, and the equipment's not working, so you may not even ever hear this, but we'll see. Um, hopefully, this will get going. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the bi-week podcast on uh, on the, all the novelty songs. It was a fun one. It should be a good listen, kind of whenever you ever need to pick me up, which is this week. Yeah. Um, JR cannot be with us today, which is good, because I belong in a typhoid ward somewhere but safely out of contagion's way is my name is matt but you could call me Patel. sorry i'm dying over here um i'm all the way in colorado so i don't think that that paul's uh germs will get to me hopefully not uh, this week i have added a windscreen to my microphone so my plosive rejection should be uh better hopefully so i mean there's all we've changed so much tech up here that it's like <laughs> If anything does go wrong, there'll be no way to tell what it is. Windscreens should sound better. I think it sounds good, but who knows? I sound like crap. It's recording <laughs> weird. Um, it, we are as much of a mess as the Packers yeah, were this, this week. Yeah, this is this is the the podcast version of the Packer plan against the 49ers in a nutshell. Um, so it was bad. Uh, it was real. We can jump right in. It was real bad. Um, they got they got destroyed. Um, yeah, I, I don't like it when they get destroyed because it kind of takes some hope out of it. Like. Can can you can you picture them winning that game? I have a hard time um, picturing it. I think I honestly think everything changed with the Devontae penalty. It's just really from the get go, like just with that lack of taking away those yards and um, I think that that was um it kind of put them behind the eight ball and then they never recovered. All right, fair enough. Because um, like the first the first two or three plays before that they were rolling and then the thing happens with Devontae, which the other thing that, that a lot of people are failing to mention here is if he got another penalty in that ilk, uh, he would have got kicked out of the game. That is true. And so Devontae had to be on his best behavior the rest of the game. All right. Fair point. Um, that was a, It was certainly a big play. Like It wiped out what was their biggest play of the game. So w- w- without that play... Their biggest plays of the game were all penalties, but yes. I, I guess that's fair. If they would have gotten out ahead, it's a bit of a different game. Um, also, I, I I can't believe Lafleur didn't challenge the Jimmy Graham catch. I yeah. I do you think they would have overturned it? I it was, I think so. It was a big play. It was definitely worth looking at. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know what the catch rule is anymore. I mean, two years ago, it's definitely not a catch. Um, I know that they've changed it since then. But so the controlling the the Calvin Johnson Des Bryant rule controlling the ball through the process of going to the ground. Um, but the thing is, is he was down by con. He had, he had, uh, um, both hands on the ball took two air quotes steps, yep. football um, move. And then his knee was down. So he was down by contact before the ball popped out. All right. Fair enough. So yeah, I, I also, it's worth the challenge anyway in big plays, but I'd say 70, 30 overturn right. versus not. I, I'm always wrong predicting those. So you're probably right. Cause I thought that they wouldn't, do it. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that was a big play too. So I guess okay, a couple of big plays to get wiped out there. Um, generally speaking, though, that the offense was really bad. Um, yes, I saw super bad. I saw um, Pro Football Focus's uh, Steve. I don't know how to say his last name. Palazzolo, Palazzolo. Sorry, I <laughs> yes, that guy. Name, Steve. Yeah, he's Steve a Giants P. man. Um, he, he 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 tracked the stat. Aaron Rodgers' average average depth of target was negative uh, one tenth of a yard, meaning he threw every not every pass. His average pass was at or near the line of scrimmage. We're way behind it. That's not good, especially against the 49ers, who are like the best team in the league at at tackling short passes and stopping them. So, just bad, bad job by Matt too. So the I, I was talking with one of my coworkers about that, and I was like, "Look, the the Packers really wanted to attack the intermediate and deep passing game, but when your offensive line is just getting beaten like a rented mule, and they you were. can't you can't implement that kind of game plan." Like the um the play that we were talking about today in the Acme Packing Company Slack chat, where Alan Lazard Lazard had just, yeah, yeah, Lazard just whooped Richard Sherman off the line and smoked him 40 yards downfield. But by the time he was at the top of his route, Aaron Rodgers was sacked. That he was. So they were in his face a lot. Um, I understand like it's risky to call those plays when your offensive line is terrible, which man, were they terrible? (laughs) I still think you got to do it and just, maybe risk a few more sacks. I mean, he runs, still runs himself into sacks anyway. And mm-hmm. guys were getting open deep occasionally. Like Lazard did it a couple... He had a secretly good game, um, as he often does. Um, aside from his 21-yard run and a decent catch, he he was by far the best non-Devante receiver in that game. Um, I, one thing I would like to know about the Lazard run is they it was properly identified by the, offici- or the uh, um, announcing crew, which is very rare. Um, they referred, oh, as, as they as referred to... An I'm end sorry? around, was it? Yes, they referred right, to it as an end around, which is what it was. Unlike last week. Or when, when did we have the reverse? Um, <laughs> the Joe Buck reverse pass. Was that on the Devontae yes. touchdown? It might have been, yeah. Same, okay. And then there's also, um, there was a play that the Patriots did where where uh, JT O'Sullivan, former Packers legend, yep. uh, tore it apart on his YouTube channel where Julian Edelman ran an out and up but faded kind of inside and Joe Buck called it a um it was like an out out corner or something like that and JT's like that doesn't exist no one does that that's just a, a wide receiver and a quarterback knowing each other cool so but you know it's Joe Buck indeed um let's see so Blake Martinez uh, you want to go let's yeah let's just jump right on defense uh, I mean Blake Martinez. The word's out on Blake Martinez, and 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 Mike to some extent too, because they keep getting him in coverage. Um, mm-hmm. He's Blake Martinez is one thing. He's he's a downhill hole stuffer tackler, and man, is he rough doing anything and a else? Good blitzer, sneaky good blitzer. It's fine, sneaky good blitzer. Um, but like, if you if if they can get somebody isolated on him, he does not drop well enough. He gets fooled by play action which a lot of people do but he's brutal and he gets eaten up by the like any middle field attacker i mean kittle just ate him alive as did everybody running in the middle of the field it was awful i mean we all know this about him as do other teams so Mm -hmm. well kittle also destroyed kevin king in coverage i excuse me i heard on that long touchdown that that was not king's fault i have to confess i haven't watched the tape breakdown of it but i believe 
Um, he actually guard, defended as he was supposed to had the safeties been standing where they were supposed to. So that's the, a lot of people are saying that the, the safety jumped a corner out. Um, eh. the, from what I saw, Kevin was following Kittle's route to what he thought was a corner. Yep. And Kittle started fading back inside and King didn't. Well, I mean, so, that definitely did happen. Just a matter of if it was on purpose or not. Yeah. And we'll never know the real answer. So, but like, the question is, is what, like, if if Kevin isn't defending Kittle on a corner route, what is he defending? There were no other receivers there. <clears throat> I think he's just defending the the route Kittle's likely to run, um, and being able to stay with him by getting ahead of it. But I don't, I, I do not know. <laughs> and I, I mean, we're we're talking. I'm the biggest Kevin King apologist. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> Doing it right now. So, um, one thing I did like to know. So it's funny we were talking about how. Blake had, he had like five and a half sacks last year. Yep. And he had a sack in this game. He did. Um, Patton, Patton called a really good uh, five-man blitz on, on third down. It was a, uh, it was, so I'm, I'm actually watching a gif of it right now. It, um, in order of right to left, it was uh, Preston, Gary, uh, Kenny Clark, Zadarius, and then Blake all the way as the left edge rusher uh, going against the right tackle and uh, Zadarius stunts inside, and the left tackle follows him, and Blake is a free runner to the quarterback. It was it was a really good design blitz, and Blake is enough of a, like we say, the downhill guy to just go get the free sack. Yep, he'll do that. But, but like, Darnell Savage would have got that sack, or Jair Alexander would have got that sack. It's so. the Mercedes Lewis leak-out play. Like, the fact that Mercedes <laughs> Lewis was the one running it is kind of secondary to the fact that he caught it, like... He happened to be on the team, and he was there, so it worked out for him. Um, can, can you talk about Mercedes as a blocker, continuing to like be 85 years old and still blocking defensive yeah, ends? Yeah, he should have probably come into the game um, and just played at right tackle, frankly. Um, it <laughs> couldn't have been worse. Uh, yeah. It was rough. Uh, like Offensive line switches were a big part of the game because the 49ers pulled school out as soon as he got, um, I don't, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. That's well, what I say. As soon as he got schooled by Zedarius a few times, they took him out. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and they replaced him, and then our password stopped working too. So, um, And we got worse as soon as Prime Delugga got hurt, which, you know, not surprising. Alex Light's not very good. Uh, apparently the plan they're going forward is Billy Turner's going to move over, but this is also a little bit of shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic to some extent. So we'll see how it works. Wow. That's, but, a, that's a harsh... Uh, turn of phrase. Well, um, I would be more upbeat on them if Bakhtiari still wasn't playing badly. I thought I thought with the week off he might just show up rejuvenated, and he did not. Um, definitely their worst performance of the season. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think traveling west actually has a big impact on them? I think so. They seem um, really just less prepared when they... like. This game is a lot like the Charger game in just how not really creative. They just kind of go out there and throw a shotgun a whole bunch. And um, it's almost like they didn't have time to get plans done properly, which is weird because they had two freaking weeks to do it. Yeah. And, and plus an, two weeks plus a night game, but just, it was such a, a messy, ugly game. And even after the game, like same as the chargers, LaFleur's is like, yeah, I need to coach better than that, which, mm-hmm. okay, you should do that. Then. It's so funny how in, in hindsight, LaFleur is so good at pointing out everything he did wrong. And then does it wrong again the next game. Like it really was, does seem to keep happening. Like the Jones on the field thing. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I got to get the I got to get the good halfback out there more during running plays. Well, yes, that would be a good idea, especially <laughs> since he's also a pretty good pass catcher. Like, yep. Um, and I, I know but, one of the questions later is like, why do they stop throwing Darren Jones? Well, it's because teams start putting corners on him when he splits out yep. wide. But like, you can use Aaron Jones to exploit that fact. Like, you can motion him back to the backfield and run on the extra corner. Right. So like, what is that? How far ahead you thought of it? Like, oh no, now they have a corner on him. I guess we're done doing that. I just won't throw <laughs> it to him anymore. Like, what? Don't you? What's wrong with you? Like, coach. But, like, ew, like if you. If if you are running pony package and <laughs> sp- split Aaron Jones out, and you still have Jamal in the backfield, and the the defense answers with nickel or dime, and you motion Aaron Jones back in, now you have Jamal Williams against a, a hundred and ninety pound corner exactly. instead of like, it's a perfect uh, scenario to have both of them on the field. Like yeah. Um, or uh, there's so many ways you can exploit the fact that there's a corner on Aaron Jones because that means that there's a lesser person either guarding a receiver or stopping the run. So mm-hmm. I, it, it's just weird and kind of infuriating to see a game where he just is stifled by someone finally reacting to what he does. And <laughs> Shanahan, it, like, it, it really is like watching the, the good version of LaFleur when you see Shanahan doing all of this stuff, but for like per- for a purpose, like... Oh yeah, you just got Kittle open down the middle where we never throw the ball. Um, nice work. So I mean, does it remind you of the McDaniel's era in Denver? A little. I mean, probably a little too early to say that, but yeah. Kind but, of what I, but what I'm saying is like, like he was like a watered down Belichick when he was in Denver. Yeah, I would say like a watered down uh, Shanahan is a good way to. I, I, we're at that level right now, I think. If if Shanahan is orange soda, then Matt Lafleur is Lacroix. Yeah, yeah. We're not at. Uh, who who's? Uh, I'm going to ask a dumb question. Who's the worst ex uh, Patriot coach? Is that um, Charlie Weiss? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair. So we're not we're not at Charlie Weiss yet. Um, <laughs> but I mean, McDaniel's won a playoff game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, with Tebow. With Tebow, that's the, that is the Tebow. <laughs> I, on the one hand, that should count extra. But on the other <laughs> hand, why why Jeff Tito? Um, I know <laughs> sell, sell jerseys is the answer. Hell, it's a good idea. Anyway, um, so um, yeah, so the the offense was bad. Um, Packers are really good at getting penalties when they need them. Yep, they are uh, super good at that. Didn't you back when Jordy was down? Didn't you track? Uh, offensive or penalties against the defense as a receiver? Uh, yes, I did. They In the first, I think it was five or six games of the year, at, when they brought James Jones in to replace Jordy, and Aaron was super good at getting people to jump off sides, they had something like uh, like 300 yards in the first four or five games just on <laughs> plays where people jumped off sides, so just on three plays. Wow. got cleaned up. Um, in this game, so the, the best play that the Packers had was the 15-yard completion to Jamal Williams, which was a dump-off. Um, the four next most impactful plays, according to EPA, were all uh, 49er penalties. There were no other plays as impactful as those penalties. Wow. Um, and really not even close. They like Two of them were, kept drives alive um, on their, their stupid touchdown drive. Got a, I'm going to, by the way, uh, plugging. I'm writing about that the, the one-packer touchdown drive in this game because... I think it's the worst third quarter touchdown drive in a non-garbage time scenario that I've ever seen. Um, it, it 
It was just awful. But also kept alive by two penalties on the 49ers at various points. Um, so they're, they are getting, just so everybody knows, like, I know the Packers have this conspiracy theory from other teams that they get favorable treatment by the refs. But, like, they totally do get favorable treatments by the refs this year. They really, really have. Um, <coughs> excuse me. On defense, they've been called for, I think, fewer pass interference and uh, defensive holding penalties than any other team in football. And they've benefited from way more. Um, ben Baldwin put together uh, just a tracker of teams that have benefited the most from uh, getting first downs on penalties and who have gotten the most against them. And the Packers are all alone in the top left corner, which is the they're never penalized by them and they get them all the time corner. Nobody else is there. So what was it? Well, the, there was a chart going around of, um, of like offenses and it was like, uh, Baltimore was an unstoppable death machine of an offense or something like that. And the Packers are that, but penalties. They're exactly right. Unstoppable death machine of getting favorable penalties. What bothers, I think what bothers me most about that is the, obvious penalties that they are uh getting the advantage of everyone notices but the flags that aren't thrown in their favor are just as egregious in the other direction yeah all right so like for example Devonte gets this unsportsmanlike conduct um literally three real-time minutes later uh emmanuel sanders does literally the exact same thing to jair alexander he did and no flag um near the I think it was the end of the first half. Aaron is wrapped up by the Bosa brother and DeForest Buckner leaves his feet to jump over of a blocker and spears Aaron while he's being held. I didn't no see penalty. that one. I couldn't believe they called that one since they do protect him a lot. So I will, I'll send you a video. It's, it's horrible. Buckner literally yeah. leaves his feet to spear a wrapped up quarterback. It's bad. It's bad. Um, so, I don't understand the inconsistencies there. Like, if you're going to favor one team over the other for certain types of penalties, maybe do it for all of them. It's probably not on purpose. It's probably just a big coincidence that that happens to happen. Um, but interesting nonetheless. And, yeah, th- those are egregious too. And the Devontae call was really big. But um, I, I also do think refs make calls like that uh, to make the game competitive sometimes. And I think that mm-hmm. was the case on this game. They just <laughs> wanted to get him in the end zone. And they, they did it once. Uh, took eight minutes, but that drive by the that drive is. Have you have you gone and looked at like the timestamps on plays on that drive? No, they, it's they run the clock down on every single play of that drive. Mm-hmm. Like every play is forty seconds after the next play. They they took the maximum amount of time you possibly could on a touchdown drive in that. Uh, I don't know what the hell they were doing, but like if this if they score that touchdown like with nine minutes left in the third quarter, now you got something. You've got a ton of time. Like they they ran a whole quarter to score that. I, I like what? Why would you not have more urgency um, or go tempo or something in that scenario? And then also, you're doing this in a scenario where you're already going against a monstrous pass rush, and they they get to tee off at the end of the play clock. Yeah, like you're just telegraph. They stated that so much in this game, just telegraphing when they were going to snap it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just infuriating all around. Um, so what was what was the quote from the 49ers? Um, it looks like the Packers just ran their stuff. Right, yep, just like it, it was that. It was. It looks like the Packers just ran their stuff. It was in in a piece in the Athletic. I forget who wrote. I want to say Mike Sando, but I don't know if that's a person. So, um, <laughs> but like good quote of like the the it was all about how Shanahan adjusted um, a ton 
to pick on Packer weaknesses, and the Packers made no adjustments seemingly and just ran their whole game plan the whole game, regardless of how effective it was. Not a good sign. Bad sign. And I mean, so I was also a leader in the "We Need a Receiver" Twitter. Yep. Well, I'm with and you Rich- on that. And Richard Sherman straight up said that um, they almost exclusively ran man to man because they knew the Packers wouldn't beat it. Yep. And then and he Which, was right. That was wasn't it? People said that exact same thing about McCarthy's team. Yeah. Uh, and again, they were right. I mean, they don't have uh, people. Uh, this is a thing where Packer fan Twitter is just insane on. Uh, like I, every time I get like, well, I like MVS. I think he'll be okay. Like, no, he won't. He will not be okay. He is a late round pick. He has not shown anything to let to lead you to believe he'll be anything other than a deep threat. Uh, th- th- like this is what he is. He's okay as a fourth receiver. That's what all of the Packer receivers are. They're all okay as fourth receivers. I mean, Geronimo, Geronimo, I wouldn't even trust as a fourth receiver. No, Geronimo shouldn't be on a team. Like, you can get somebody better than him off the wire. And, like, Lazard should be featured way more than he is. He mm-hmm. uh, he might not be good. It's possible. He's only been playing, lot, you know, for like four games now. But he's looked way better than everybody else has in those four games. So maybe get him the ball a little bit more. Um, I mean, so the Lazard, I think, is an interesting case in that he's a freak athlete, but he also appears to be polished at times, which is something that you don't get You don't get out of those guys. That was what makes me um, like matter about that situation because he seems like maybe he's a completely different player in practice, but he seems like the kind of guy who would show at practice, like who is, Mm -hmm. you know, squaring off routes and doing everything right. Like you see, you see MVS run like a normal route and it's like a just garbage. It's completely rounded. It's easy to cover. Like that guy should be in the doghouse every practice. Um, Lazard's like doing a great job doing like the little things right. Um, he, it's It took injuries to get him in. It's all very bizarre how they treat receivers. And yeah, the receivers are garbage. They should draft and sign as many as they can. They should have traded for Sanders. Um, he didn't do much in this game for the 49ers, but now the 49ers have a good receiving core with Kittle and Debo and, and Daniel Sanders. <laughs> now it's super deep, and you can get one of those guys singled up on garbage because you can put pressure on them by having good receivers. Uh, yeah. Also, the way the Packers use Devontae is infuriating, too. Just like It reminds me of his first season when they knew he couldn't run routes yet, and they knew he was good at like juking people, so they just threw it to him off the line and let him go juke people. Like That's all well, they've done for a few games now. And then, of course, you get Collinsworth in the booth going, oh, well, they're just trying to get Devontae worked into a rhythm and give him some confidence or yep. whatever. And it's like, no, they're just running a new freaking buzzsaw. Pretty much that. But, like, <laughs> they also should run routes for him like they do for, like, Mercedes Lewis and Danny Vitale because if Devontae catches those passes wide open, like George Kittle did, then he <laughs> runs and scores a touchdown. Like, instead of being the slowest person in the world, catching it instead. Like So Vitale had to catch this game. <laughs> Did he? I missed it. He did. He had a catch. Um, the announcers thought it was Tanyan. Oh, I wonder if I thought it, it was Tanyan. That's possible. Yeah, it was like a it was like an eight yard something. All right, like, good for good for Danny getting back in the swing <laughs> of things. Uh, oh man. So, uh, speaking of the Packers receiving core, um, my friend and podcast host on Pack a Day, uh, Zach Jacobson, he and I were going back and forth with receivers we would rather have than Geronimo. Um, okay. Uh, I said, he he said something like, "I would I would rather see the Packers break NFL rules and pull Equinemius up from IR and give him an electric wheelchair, and then give him Geronimo snaps." 
And then I said, I would rather them call Justin Perillo up off of his couch. And then he I'm said, so, but basically boiled down to, I said, I would rather see the corpse of Don Hudson marionetted out there than Geronimo Allison. I think this is, I, I'm pro all that, especially the Don Hudson one, because that would be amazing. <laughs> um, I, um, our friend of the show, Archon14, is um, somebody put a free um, NFL scraper tool up on the internet, um, and it's great. And uh, Archon has been using it and asked me to pull um, wide receiver OPS for the week because he's writing on Geronimo, Geronimo Allison. Um, mm-hmm. And um, Allison on wide receiver OPS right now, pardon, it's going to take a while to scroll down this far. Um, oh, jeez. Is. So just just for some context, on wide receiver OPS, running backs always cluster at the bottom because they don't make big plays. So they'll often catch a high percentage of passes, but they usually average like seven yards a catch. Um, if you're a wide receiver, you don't want to be in the running back mix. <laughs> but um, our, our good friend Geronimo is right in the running back mix. Um, he would be, oh, where is he? He would be between Royce Freeman and Leonard. Nope, that's too high. Between uh, Philip Lindsay and Cole Beasley in 68th among qualifiers um, out of 72. Um, the worst in the league is Tariq Cohen, by the way. Um, go Bears. Um, second worst is Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> wow. Yeah, weird weird year. Um, anyway, he's t- Geronimo's just awful. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it, it's the injury or just that he was never good and shine for a week or two, but, I mean, undrafted free agent, right? Like, all, all the receivers except Devontae are just guys off the street. That, that's what you get you get guys off the street they play like guys off the street most of the time it's really funny um talking to packer fans on twitter that in the same breath will ask why is the 49ers pass rush so good and why are the packers wide receivers so bad well the packers wide receivers are mostly late round undrafted guys there are four there are four top 10 picks on the niners front four yeah goes a long way those guys tend yep. to be better for some reason hmm so anyway, hopefully the unless, unless you are the Detroit, Detroit Lions drafting wide receivers. Now, the Detroit Lions, they made a few bad picks, but they did get Calvin Johnson. Who, right, but like he was literally the fourth attempt at a top ten wide receiver. Yeah, that's true. But at least they hit on one. <laughs> Could be worse. It just so happens to be like let's just say arguably top five all time wide receiver. Yep. I would say top five all time. Uh, all right, let's see. Um. Uh, Let's move move along a little bit. I, I do want to. So is Mike Patton bad? <laughs> that's you know what. That's the new Andy Schaff mention. We're gonna say Paul asks if Mike Patton is bad. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're doing also it every week because because he's bad. But so is, <laughs> is he bad? Um, I wonder if it's caper syndrome. If it's square peg round hole. If he's calling good defenses, but he doesn't have the players to do it. That again, and also. He has good players. Uh, some of them right, but I mean, like, like he calls plays that end up with Blake in coverage. Okay, fine. But if you're a good like, coach, you should be able to not make you know to not do that. Like, so like, like, like uh, uh, Charles Woodson covered up a lot of Dom's poor play calling because he literally could shut down half the field. Yeah, he did. Um, Raven Green was very effective in the, the Petten scheme until it turns out that if you weigh 190 pounds, you can't play linebacker. Also um, true. Um, hey, I, I actually I haven't looked at this. How much did um, Abraham Campbell play this week? 
Ibrahim Campbell? I don't know how to say his name. Yes, Ibrahim I have no idea. Well, shit. Um, He was supposed to be the new Raven Green. That's why I ask. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm I'm pulling up the snap counts now, so All we can right. move well, on, and then I will interrupt about you. Bad Mike Patton is while you do that. So, um, just we all don't like capers, right? So, capers last year, the team allowed twenty four yard twenty four points a game over the whole season. Last year, Patton taking over new season, it's fine if you're bad in your new season. Twenty five points a game, one point worse, not too bad. They go out, and they do this whole. Uh, I mean, first of all, if if these aren't his players, okay. But, like, they signed a lot of free agents. Um, there's Darius Preston. They appear to be quite good. Um, Kenny Clark is having a bad year, but, you know, pretty good there. Um, and I, surely he had some impact on the draft. So Darnell Savage and Rashawn Gary are, if you know, I would assume either his players or he was consulted about them fitting in. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, it, it is a, a slow middle linebacker something that should cripple your ability, your defense's ability to be good? I, I don't. I don't really think so. Like you should be able to, to work around that small issue. Almost every team has a Blake Martinez. Um, <laughs> having a good one is pretty rare. Like Luke Keekley's are few and far between. So, it, I mean, the Packers have a Luke Keekley. He's just playing on offense. Uh huh. I. Yes, his comp. That's funny. For, for those for those who aren't in on the joke, if you were to overlay Danny Vitale's athletic profile with Luke Keekley, it's like a ninety-eight point something percent match. That is correct. Uh, uh, okay, so I've got the snap counts. Ibrahim right. Campbell played twenty-one snaps on defense, which is forty-three point eight percent. Okay, and played twenty-one snaps on special teams, which is eighty percent. All right, so he did not play a lot of big nickel, like some thought he might. Um, nope. All right. Well, I mean, he he might not be good either. I don't know anything about him other than so, that that's what they talked him about. Um, backing up for a bit, something uh, I just thought of. How bad is Ryan Grant? Uh, he must be terrible. Uh, he he has to be right. Yeah, he has to be. I mean, to not be able to beat up Packer receivers is is pretty bad. He is one of the worst athletes at receiver. Um, he did have that one good season somehow, but he's very slow. And uh, I I mean. I, it seems more and more like they got him just for scouting purposes, right? I'm actually kind of surprised against the Raiders. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of surprised he's still on the team. Um, <laughs> and maybe that panned out. Good, good for good for Ryan for narking on his team. Well, uh, also Raiders are another team that had to jump multiple time zones that got just destroyed. That's true. I mean, that is a thing. I mean, that actually does impact people. Just I don't know. Usually they don't look quite so sad, um, but whatever. <laughs> but I mean, to go into New Jersey and get whooped. Not great. Not great. Very bad. They're not. The Raiders aren't good. Like they, I, I believe their Pythagorean is like negative eighty or something like that. Um, it, they have. I believe they have a giant disconnect between their real record and their points scored, points allowed. Um, so they're, they're truly bad. They just are a bit lucky, and uh, you know they, they get to play the Chargers twice, who are dumb, and even though they beat us, they screw up against lesser teams all the time. Hmm. Um. It's funny. The uh, I, I was mentioning I, I, I've used the the term regression of the mean so many times in the last week. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, going into this game, the Packers were seven three against the spread, and the Niners were five four and one against the spread. Um, the Packers are currently regressing to the mean in their spread. Yeah, I'm a little worried about their general regressing to the mean um, on penalties. On um, their score is about five hundred, not eight and three. Um, their differential, like. I know they play they play some trash here, but 
it's a little worrisome. That's all. Next year, they will definitely be featured in the This Team Got Lucky article that some people write. Um, so speaking of New Jersey, uh-huh. Packers are going to play the, the Giants. Yep. That they are. They're bad. And They're real bad. Danny has eight picks in in as many games. Uh, yeah. That's right. Wait. <laughs> is, is it eight? Did you only do three? I guess that is right. How many games? How many games has he played in? I do not have Danny Dimes stats up right now. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, the NFL YouTube channel is calling him Danny Dimes, which is hilarious. It is hilarious. Um, so other thing about them is Saquon Barkley's been really bad since he came back from injury. Like, like, um, had a, one game where he had one care one yard rushing on like thirteen carries. Um. <laughs> That's not good. I assume against the Packers he will have a Christian McCaffrey kind of game, but but he it's worth noting he's been terrible too, and also never drafted a running back high because. Um, <laughs> so uh, Danny has Danny has one game against. Uh, uh, hang on, I just lost that for a second there. So Danny has <laughs> a uh, two starts. Uh, yeah, he so he threw three picks against the Patriots. Oh, that'll happen. Um, no he threw that. two. He threw two picks against the uh, Dan Snyder's. Wow, shame in that. Very, very yeah. much shame in that. So it's funny. Um, he uh, went twenty-three for thirty-six and three hundred thirty-six yards with two touchdowns and no interceptions against Tampa Bay. Um, okay, and, a lot of people. Do and that. then the next week, threw two interceptions against the Dan Snyder's. So. <laughs> Impressive. He's and then he's got one against one against Dallas, one against Arizona, one against Minnesota. Do you think Green Bay can give him two? I think so. I think it's I think it's possible. Like because he's a, he, he seems to be a poor decision maker. He does, and and a lot of multiple interception games there too. It seems like if you can make him have to throw a lot, he might give you a couple of gifts. So, mm-hmm. so he <laughs> yes he will. And we didn't we didn't see a grab a dough. We. So so frustrating. I mean, I went back and looked at the uh, the Cardinal games. The the Forty ers played the Cardinals twice in three weeks, and the Cardinals put mm-hmm. up actually a decent amount of points on them. So I wanted to figure out why. So um, there's no blueprint there either. If you want to feel a little bit better about this, I looked at those games and I was like, well, the Cardinals scored 25 on them, like in the Packers. In the most recent game that the Cardinals scored like 25 points, um, there were like three giant pass interference penalties against Richard Sherman that happened, like 40 yards each. And a Garoppolo interception that led to points. So, um, other than that, the Cardinals actually played a lot like the Packers. Lots of short passing, um, lots of pretty ineffective offense. And then the game before that, that they scored like twenty-five, two Garoppolo interceptions led directly to points, and then they tacked on like ten more based off offensive play. But that's all they got. Um, Seattle did a bit better job, but that was really just Russell scramble drill most of the time. Not nothing that you can emulate with you know style or anything like that. So. They really have, other than Garoppolo screwing up and Richard Sherman mugging people in the secondary, they've shut kind of everybody down. Wow. On the well, other hand, were, you know, I you, you should also two. just run at Richard Sherman all the time and have him mug people in the secondary and <clears throat> make that part of your offense. He did yeah. it in the Packer game. It was just like 10 yards instead of 40. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's not... Um, 
I lost my train of thought. I apologize. That's fine. I, uh, I got off of the Giants, which I shouldn't have, but still mad about the yeah. So, yeah, Saquon's bad. Danny's bad. Yep. The, the Giants are just not a great team. Nope. Very poorly constructed. Very bad on defense. And they, they I mean, they just lost to the Bears. They lost to the Jets. They, they're on a, they're on a pretty big skid. Yep, they really so they are. Got, <laughs> they've got one, two, three, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses in a row. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> so, um, oh no, sorry, I'm missing week eleven in there. Okay, I was going to say, um, so Danny Dimes not a good start. So I'm just looking at, I'm looking at Danny starts here. Oh, okay, all right. All right. So Danny. Danny has seven losses in a row. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven, and twelve. All losses. Okay. Yikes. Yes. Not not good. <laughs> so they they're terrible. So like Oh, the week eleven is a bye week, so they do have seven losses in a row. Yikes. Um they do have Golden Tate, and I do hate playing against Golden Tate. I feel like he always has a good game against the Packers. Um and is just a generally a irritating person also. Uh, <laughs> also, um, I just have to mention this on the podcast because I mentioned it on Twitter. Nobody cares. There's a receiver named Auden Tate. Um, yeah, it's A U D E N. A U. And A U is the anatom not anatomical the 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 periodic table sign for gold. So his name is Golden Tate. Um, I I want to know if that's intentional or not. So, <laughs> I, I, is it like the the basketball player Isaiah Thomas that's spelled slightly different? Kind of, except you went with the periodic table of elements <laughs> sign instead of that. So, like, I am very curious to know if that's intentional or if it's just, just a coincidence. Um, Out and Tate, not bad either. Pretty good player. He should, if he was on the Giants, he would make them better. Um, so, Packers are probably going to make the playoffs, right? They play such a terrible schedule. Even if they regress, they should still make the playoffs. Yes. I mean, they can they can kind of fall ass first in a 10-6 and six at worst, right? Yeah, I, that's, that's what I got him at is a worst case, and... The rest of the NFC is so bad, uh, it would take someone going on a you know Packers run the table kind of run to catch them in any real way, and I, I don't see that happening from anybody either. So I think they're pretty safe. Uh, today, Zach Cruz on Twitter was talking about how the way it looks like it'll shake out is whoever wins the NFC North is going to host whoever wins the NFC North wild card. <laughs> that is quite possibly the case. Yes, that will probably be the best wild card and the worst division winner. Um, so yeah, probably so. Um, so, Packers win the division, host the Vikings. Vikings yep. No, I I think that's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. The Vikings are you know they've already fought, they've already won it once. They're a fine team, but they're not a super dominant team. They have been a lot better lately though. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is really coming on. Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> because because he's an EPA stud. Well, I mean, because I don't think he's actually good. Um. The Vikings do seem to be pretty good at turning mediocre quarterbacks into efficiency monsters. Like, mm-hmm. um, Case Keenum was once number one in DVOA for them, and they got rid of him and got Case Keenum, and I think Keenum's like two or three right now, which, they're not, not Keenum, Cousins, sorry. But they're like the same <laughs> guy. Um, Kirk Cousins is a pod person, I don't care what you call him. But, like, that's that's a good job by them, just schematics-wise. Um, they're well put. I mean, the Vikings are a well-run team. That's why they're... You know, like the Bears are an occasional trash monster that jumps up once in a while and makes the playoffs. The Vikings are almost always kind of good. Like, they know what they're doing. So, I don't... They're beatable. I mean, though. honestly, when's the last time the Vikings were just terrible? It's... Like, that's a good question. Um, 
I should I should say when's the last time the Vikings were terrible with their starting QB? Right, because they've had a lot like. No, even when they miss him, sometimes they still make the playoffs with Joe Webb. So even that happens. Right, but then they then they get just completely wrecked with Joe Webb. <laughs> so they did have Christian Potter as an actual starter for a while, right? Right, but then remember when the Packers beat the ever loving hell out of out of the Vikings? Was it the Vikings? Packers beat him in the playoffs, right? Um, when Pon- when Ponder was hurt, wasn't that the Joe Webb game? Yeah, yeah, they beat him. Yeah, and so the Vikings fans, I remember, were like, "Well, it- he played quarterback in a playoff game." Yeah, and they were like, "Man, if only we had Ponder." Well, Which is the only time anyone's ever said that. True, but also kind of fair enough. It, they didn't have a quarterback. It, one of the one of the weirdest starts of any playoff game ever. Honestly, like what mm-hmm. were they thinking? Like that. That's right there with with Tom Tupa. Like with Tom Tupa. Yes, yeah. I we have to mention Tom Tupa. Let's. And <sighs> I don't think there's too much to say about the Packers and Giants because the Packers should be overwhelming favorites and it should be a good bounce back game. I think if if the Packers lose to the Giants. That's the season. Yep. Then, then you worry. Then, then it's bad. Yes. Um, so I'm not. I'm not worried about jumping three time zones to go and get wrecked by the number one team in the NFC. Yeah, that's fine. That doesn't bother me. If they lose to the Giants, we panic. Just fire Patton then, assuming that they can win <laughs> just fire. Which <laughs> I mean, if okay. Barkley has like a 200 yard game, like, which he, I mean, he is the kind of player who abuses Blake Martinez in the middle of the field. So maybe. Um, like, you should be able to figure that out by now. He hasn't done it to anybody else in weeks. Um, I I worry about that happening and having some stupid game where they just get a bunch of yards on checkdowns. Um, <laughs> hopefully not. Might happen. So I'm I'm currently um, using my wife's computer, and it's her work computer. There is some kind of built-in firewall that is blocking all betting sites. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the stupid line on the Packers Giants, and I can't because yeah, they're I've all had, internally blocked. I've had those corporate computers before. <sighs> yeah, I don't. It's fine. Should, should we take some questions and get out yeah. of here before my voice goes completely? Completely goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, <clears throat> Jared can answer that one online. Ruby, I think he actually have already did it, but um, just for those who haven't, Mandalorian, very good, very old school Star Wars. Um, back at old places with familiar things. Let's see. Um, Still haven't watched Mandalorian. Oh, it's Mandalorian is, I would say, excellent. A lot of interesting choices too. Um, well, so to plug something I just started doing recently, uh, I am tweeting about Disney Plus as someone who has a toddler, and tweeting about things that you would watch with a toddler. Ah, okay. It's very much like when I was live tweeting my Madden franchise. Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Um, R.I.P. Fart McDuty. Yeah, Woo! I said it. You, you, well done. <laughs> Madden team. All right. So um, let's do um, real deal cosplay. I, that's Mr. Deal. Um, people have been comparing this team to the 2015 team, but I don't think the defense stacks up. Uh, I'm getting shades of 2012. Uh, Minnesota in the wild card. San Francisco in the division. What vibes are you getting with from this team with five games left? I, I think 2015 is a better description than 2012. I do, too. The 2012 team was better than the 2015 team. Yeah, um, I think and, this team is, um, I think, I think kind of a pretender. Like, second tier down. To win a playoff game, they would have to go kind of crazy nuts um, in the playoffs and do things they haven't done before. They're good, but, like, if they run into 49ers-Patriots, I mean, some of these are AFC teams, but Baltimore... Um, 
they'll get destroyed by those teams. They're not. I think they're. Of the league. I think they're a nine-win team that's going to magically win eleven. I think that's dead on. You know what they actually kind of remind me of is the Favre team that lost to the Greatest Show on Turf when Favre threw six interceptions. <laughs> like they, um, I, like I actually like that Favre game. It's like you're not this good as the Greatest Show on Turf, the the Rams, Marshall Falk um, team. Um, so to beat them, you have to throw like just crazy, insane passes all game. And if you don't, you'll lose. Um, and so the Packers tried it, and they just got picked off over and over and over and over and over again. Um, but just not the horses to compete with those guys. So, um, yeah, what are you going to do? So, anyway. So, by the way, I did get the betting. Um, it opened at Packers minus 7.5, but they were still pulling in like 70% of the money. That sounds So, bad. right now the line is between 6 and 6.5. Six and, and then the Giants are terrible. That's fine. Um, that makes sense. Um, oh, special teams. Was was Ron Zook really the problem? Um, from um, <laughs> He was, but how did we get worse? I like yeah. that. Um, and so he was a problem, and that's the thing. Um, just because you get rid of Coach A doesn't mean B is going to be better. You have to do a good job on that. So um, they do still have depth problems, which hurts your special teams a lot. Uh, I mean, linebackers play a lot of special teams, and outside of you know the Smith, our, star, our backup linebackers are not good. Um, no. Running back, uh, wide receivers play a lot of special teams. In fact, Lazard had a tackle in this game and on special teams, which get him off special teams and put Geronimo on special teams for a while. Um, so, like, the depth that plays special teams for the Packers is kind of bad. And it has been for years and years and years. It has been since Jeff Janis left for Cleveland. Yeah, but I, <laughs> at the risk of being hyperbolic, this kind of seems worse. Than, than Zook to some extent because it is um, so the big thing that a lot of people are missing out on is Menengo refuses to double team gunners I, I don't know why yep um, and so then it, I don't care if we had prime Dante Hall back there it would only marginally improve our, our punt returning that is correct so our hey, I, actually we, we had no punt return average in this game right I mean I made a uh, negative negative 11 negative again so so the Packers have negative punt return yardage on the year. It's never happened before. It's ne- never close, right? No team's never even close. Not yeah. Um, so like they have a conscious choice to not do any punt returns, um, whether that's just to be conservative and not have fumbles or whatever. Uh, it's not a it's not a good choice. There are situations when you return punts that you can get free easy yards. Uh, if you want to be conservative, that's one thing. If you want to say like no returns ever and not block for them, that's stupid. Now I've heard him say it's to guard against fakes like really to guard against like there's been like one run against you this year um don't... uh menenga is that kid who one time called punt block and it worked and has been doing it ever since uh, and his uh, older brother kicks the crap out of him i know that madden player i've played against that madden player <laughs> um in any way so, and that's that's so, what's happening so menenga is worse than zook he is so there's not but only zook bad, was terrible not only bad like special teams coaching but bad tactics um, yes, their punter has gotten worse as the season has gone on. What somehow. the hell happened? So what happened to Jake? I was text raised this uh, if somebody would write about it on the site, and I gave it just a quick look because I mean I I don't know how to evaluate how punters have gotten worse. I can't see anything that's different about him, but I do kind of wonder if they're if they're telling him to to like punt higher and get more hang time. He has, by the way, he has not had more hang time, but I wonder if they didn't like the long punts. Um, so think of it this way: they don't like returns on offense. Um, maybe they didn't like the fact that other teams were getting big returns on him. Um, and, and 
you know, not huge. It's not like he was getting torn up at all. I mean, when he punts 60 yards, it's okay if there's a 15-yard return on it. It's not ideal. It's, you know, he's still 45 net. Totally fine. <laughs> um, when you kick they, a 38-yard punt. Yeah, he's been bad for weeks now. It's really yeah. weird. So something that, that I've been paying attention to is his uh, the way he's holding the ball when he drops it. Ever since, uh, what's his face from the, the Colts? Pat. Pat McAfee. Yeah, ever since Pat McAfee talked about the way J.K. Scott used to hold the ball, I made sure to, to see if there's a difference. He used to hold it flat, which is a distance kick. Um, you and hold, now he's pointing the, the, the nub down. Yeah, if, if it's nose down, it's going to be more of a directional kick. Yeah. He's really not doing much nose down punting. Okay. So I don't know if he's just straight up bad out of nowhere, if it's like yips, if it's Mason Crosby's bad Man, year, except he's punting. Weird. Well, especially for the length. Like, you figure you can just bomb the heck out of it, even if you are mm-hmm. going through a slump. Like, I understand if you're having directional problems. That's a finesse movement. But it, JK's not a directional punter. That's the thing. He's no, a that's booter. why you have him. So, anyway, the special teams is worse all around. Manega is worse. He's made, like, bad t- tactical. Um, had Darius Shepard getting killed back there for a while. Um Honestly, like the Tre- the Trevor Davis, I want Trevor Davis back. I apologize to Trevor Davis for everything bad I ever said about him because he's far better than a lot of receivers on the team. And they could, I, like, yeah, they don't block for punt returns, but like, just give me something here. Um, Trevor Davis should be the third wide receiver behind Alan Alan Lazard. Yeah, that's exactly right. Behind Alan Lazard. All right, um, th- this, see, we, if we ran the team, it would be we'd get fired it so quickly. Which is funny because you and I were both like, "God, we hate Trevor Davis." I, I six was. weeks ago, honestly, I didn't think you could be this stupid about special teams and make it this much worse. They could still be better at it. Um, Tremont Smith might be okay. Who knows? There's no blocking <laughs> for him. Um, let's see. Um, this this is from Ryan Ziegler. Um, th- this team isn't ready to compete for a Super Bowl win this year. True. Is the organization going to go all in at some point, or just hope for the best? While adding marginal talent, um, so I do think they kind of went all in um, this year to the extent they possibly could. Um, I mean, I wish they would have gotten a receiver somehow, but they had also a ton of holes on defense that they had to fill, and they got a whole bunch of new players on defense to fill those holes. So you can't sign every single person who's a free agent in the offseason, and you only get so many draft picks. Um, uh, and I think that they chose to focus on part one this year, and they'll probably flip going into next year. That said, the fact that the defense is still bad is distressing, and I do wonder how um, offensive drafts will go when that's the focus um, after you know in the post Ted era because we haven't seen that much out of it yet. Um, there haven't been that many offensive draft picks. They haven't signed a ton of offensive guys. Um, a little nervous about it now, honestly. Um, hopefully, Jace is better than he appears to be. That's. Yeah. No, there. I mean, there have been legitimately. You can count on two hands the amount of good rookie tight ends I in know. history. It's not a thing. It's like Jeremy Shockey and one other guy. Um, yeah, Jeremy Shockey, Evan Ingram. So you know, both Giants, um, uh, Hernandez and Gronk. Like, like um, unless you draft one of those guys. But I do, I do think they plan to add more talent, and I think they'll go and sign some free agents on offense. I, I keep hearing that this is going to be a good year for wide receivers. I don't know. I'm not a draft pick. It's supposed to be like the uh, – first of all, this is all nonsense. 
nobody knows how good anybody in college is going to be. Um, and amateur college scouts are all bad. But yes, it is supposed to be a very deep class for wide receivers out of college. So, what year was OBJ drafted? Oh, uh, I forget. But that was an amazing class. So, because I mean, that was Devonte, Mike Evans, um, uh, Landry. Yeah, crazy good class. I, yeah. And the the word in draft Twitter is that it, this class is going to rival that one. Hopefully so. They need it. Um, if they pass <laughs> on all of them, I will get very angry. Um, Eric Hewitt, who I don't think we've had a question from before. Um, if you have, sorry about that. But um, is there any concern over the ineffectiveness of the defensive line as it relates to overall defense, in particular Lancaster and Lowry? What are, what are we? Why are we talking crap about Lancaster and Lowry? Um, I think we're just looking for the reason the defense is bad and oh, casting. I, so I, I actually... I. I don't think the defensive line's actually been very good. Um, I put most of the blame for that on Clark, who is supposed to occupy people for the less good people to take advantage. Clark's of. been Clark's been good the last couple of weeks. I so, think he was playing through an injury. Um, I agree, he's playing through an injury, but um, I, I don't I don't think it's a huge concern. Um, yeah, the Smiths are fine; they're getting off people. Blake's not really getting killed at the second level. His problems in coverage, not in getting run over by um, right. the D line letting people through. So I think they're okay. Um, if you wanted to upgrade there, you, you certainly could, but it's I, I I would put it pretty far down the list of um, places I would go in the off season to improve um, after three or four wide receivers and uh, I guess a better linebacker and maybe a couple more corners. I don't know, and maybe a high pick on a quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean I would start doing that at this point for sure. Um, You're gonna do the the um, Ron Wolf. Just like take a quarterback every year and move up the round every year. Yeah, I think I would. Um, just it's you got to start now. Like, part by the way, part of the problem with Rodgers is isn't that he's he's bad. He's not. He's eighth in DVOA. He's still fine. That game that game was just a trash game. But the problem is like next year he makes thirty seven million dollars and. You can't be the tenth best quarterback making thirty-seven million dollars. You got to be like the fourth best quarterback, um, and that's you know that's a guy you could sign. Um, so it's you want a slightly less good but cheaper quarterback with, you know, Allen Robinson, which is not to say you want Trubisky, you don't, but or do you want Rogers, <laughs> or do you want Rodgers with MVS? Like those are the trade-offs that you make when you give your aging quarterback a ton of money. Um, but uh, let's see. Okay, we've got, I think, only like one question left, right? Um, even if we don't, I think we need to get out of here because i got to talk tomorrow, too. And the voice is getting very bad at this point. And the coughing is annoying even me, so probably very bad on the radio. Um, <laughs> so, um, And I think Jerry asked three questions, didn't he? Um, yeah, he asked a three-part question. So a three-part question? Um, he asked, well, one of, them's, one of them's about J.K. Scott. Oh, well, um, that one. Uh, are there any teams outside of the NFC East you feel good about beating? I think they can easily beat the Vikings if they play them at home. Yep, agreed. They're, um, that's not, about it. Yeah. Um, I feel good against the Vikings. Um, I actually think they could beat Seattle because, uh, yes, Seattle is magical and crap and all that junk, but they're not that good. Like they they, they rely on Russell. They have a dumb coach just like we, just like we do. Um, <laughs> So at this at this point also Seattle's basically a divisional game. Like like crazy crazy things always happen in divisional games and crazy things always happen at Seattle. They do. That's the Seattle game is the definition of an any given Sunday game. Weird stuff's gonna happen. So I have no confidence against the 49ers or the Saints. Yes against um 
Well, the Cowboys, sure, absolutely. Um, who else? And the Vikings, I guess that's it. So, eh, yeah, good odds. So, uh, Packers go eleven and five, host the Vikings, lose in the next round. <laughs> now, by the way, I still think the Eagles catch the Cowboys, and Jason Garrett gets fired. Um, just so everybody knows, I've been saying it for a week and week, uh, week after week on the podcast. They're up to sixth in DVOA. Um, Carson Wentz is trash, but they still managed to crank out a decent offense. Um, they're going to catch him, and the Cowboys are going to be beside themselves because they're a better team. Just watch. So, according to Vegas, do you know who has the best odds of being the Cowboys coach in week one next year? Uh, I do not. Urban Meyer. Oh, I was going to go Lincoln Riley. Okay. Uh, Lincoln Riley is second. So, Urban Meyer's 3-1. to one, Lincoln Riley's 5-1. to one. All right. Cool. I think Jason Garrett's like 10-1, to one, something like that. As it should be, he's he is bad. Um, oh, all right, let's get out of here and go eat turkey and heal up and all that jazz. So um, I'm doing Thanksgiving correctly. Tomorrow I will be picking up three and a half pounds of smoked turkey breast from a local barbecue joint. That sounds very good. Right. And my wife makes very good sides. It's her favorite part of Thanksgiving. She doesn't like turkey, so I get the turkey that I like, and I don't have to make it. Well, we were going to my aunt and uncle's, and they um, basically cook everything and are so controlling about it that they don't want you to bring anything. So we're just bringing beer um, and enjoying the fruits of others' labor, which is which is truly the best Thanksgiving. So Love it. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Um, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Yes. Actually, uh, I helped write something this yeah, week right. on Acme Packing Company Wednesday walkthroughs. Uh, we did a Thanksgiving sides and dessert draft. Oh, yep. I wasn't on that. Uh, Paul's in on it as well. It is quite possibly some of the best content to come out of Acting Packing Company in a long time. I agree with um, that. It's great. It's it's a lot of fun. Yep. Please go read it. You'll you will enjoy every moment that you read that article. Uh, and I, despite being sick, I have um, an article for the Sharp Express up now, reviewing that last game. And I am, uh, even if I have to stay awake more than I'm able to. I'm going to write for Acme Packing Company about that just awful, awful drive on a play-by-play basis and what they possibly could have been thinking running 40 seconds off at every given moment and just th- just calling terrible play after terrible play, staying in bounds. If you were trying to win a game by running out the clock for a quarter, it would have been such a beautiful thing. But <laughs> 23 points, it, 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 it makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, it raised their winning... their. I used the WPA calculator at uh, Pro Football Reference. The EPA one was a little wonky, I think. Maybe anyway, the, the, by scoring that touchdown, they raised their chances of winning from one um, percent to about three percent. Had they done it six minutes faster, it would have been about one percent to about nine percent. Which you know you're still probably going to lose, but it's much more reasonable to be at nine percent. So yeah. It's. I mean, it's literally like five times better. Yes, it is. So, anyway, um, have a good holiday, everybody. Um, be safe out there. Do not um, fry a frozen turkey, and make sure to account for the volume of the turkey when putting oil in your fryer. Those there you go. Two safety advice. And and make sure to get your pet spayed and neutered. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks. And this I know his teeth is well-